Hey, hey you. Yeah, you. Take a break from listening to Donda and listen to us talk about sneakers for a bit. It's episode 175 of True Decide. He just he does what he does, man. He just does that guy just does what he does. Does it, yo. He just does it. He just comes and he does it. What's going on, everyone? And welcome <laughs> to True Two Size. We are a weekly podcast centered around the wild world of sneakers. I will be your host today. My name is Lawrence Hopkins, and I am joined by the rest of the quarantine at Canada Got Soul, Mr. Joel Hernandez. Yo, yo, yo. Mr. Alvin Martinez. What up? And joining us for the, do we know? Do we have a count on this? I don't know. If we even no, know how many. It's got to be close to ten times for the for the manyth time. Phil, Mister mm-hmm. Soul Purpose, thank you for being here once again, Senor. What's up, guys? I appreciate you guys having me. Always. Thank Thank you for taking some time out of listening yeah. to Donda and joining us <laughs> to talk about sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually. I'm, I'm, in, I'm taking a break from dinner for this, guys. This is a big deal. Wow. You usually yeah, eat dinner at 8 p.m.? That's late. Uh, I told you guys about the whole nap thing that happened earlier, so I kind of, my schedule's a little derailed on this. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, won't I, say, I won't say what day it is, because it's probably a Saturday, but anyways, <laughs> let's go on. <laughs> anyways, yeah, let's let's continue. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> we've got a great episode for you guys this week. Uh, we are fresh off of the Milwaukee Bucks championship win. Claps all around for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so we're going to have a very yeah. basketball-centric episode this week, and that's why we brought Phil on, our resident basketball expert. And since he's, he's such an expert, Phil, can you spell Milwaukee? Uh, yeah, M-I-L-W-A-U-K-E-E. Wow. That's, see, see how they waited Milwaukee. for me? See how they waited for me to tell you you did it right? Because they didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to spell it either. That was good. That was very impressive. All right. Like I said, basketball-related episode. We're going to talk championship meals. Who's next up after Giannis? What winning does for your signature shoe line? And who's the best signature athlete without a championship? It'll be a fun episode. But first, Joel. Fire around. Yes, the fire round. We like to start every show with a quick-hitting question from you, our listeners. And this week's question comes from, we mentioned him off the top, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> and as you guys saw, as you guys saw, Giannis, or I call him GA, but we'll call it Giannis, um, the good friend, he texted me. I said, congrats, and he said, and he asked this question. He's like, don't forget to get this in on the podcast. If you guys saw, he ordered a 50-piece chicken nugget yeah, meal. Yeah, boy. The yeah. day after he won, because he dropped fifty points in the game or the series title clinching game, so he mm-hmm. went to Chick Fil A and ordered fifty chicken minis. That's going to be like on every T shirt now. Fifty chicken minis. That was his yeah. championship meal. If you were to win the championship, what would be your championship meal? That's a question straight from Giannis, big old GA. Wow. He wants to know wow. what your champion like you're. I and I feel like for him. For us, it doesn't sound special because on any day we will go and order fifty chicken nuggets. But for yeah. him, he's got like a strict diet, so you got to think about that, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily like this big steak dinner. It's just something that he mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily eat during the regular season because it's bad for him. Um, yeah. So it could just be something super unhealthy that you're like, now it's time to indulge, which I'm sure that's what that mm. was. I assume he does not eat fifty nuggets on the regs. Um, let's start with Joel. Where are you going? Cool. Night. Morning after, because it was the morning after morning the championship. After. Where where are you going for the championship meal? Drive man, and, and I dropped like a, a a fifty fifty piece. However many you think you you could have dropped seventy five. I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, let's say if I drop like a forty piece or something like that, forty <laughs> points. Okay, I dropped forty points. It was lights out, like you know, just hitting everywhere. But yeah, you know where I would go? I would go to. Um, uh, seafood city and i would order Jeez. like 40 40 longanisas like the oh my god and 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 a, and, a, and a large coke so i could just burp the whole time Damn. and everybody could like feel Jeez. the longanisa breath yo that's Yum. it yo that's delicious it. Damn. Yeah, Joel. Right. I know that we have a lot of Filipino <laughs> fo- uh, listeners, but can you explain what longanisa is for everybody who's not familiar <laughs> what it is? Sounds it's like, like a, sounds like you're mispronouncing lasagna. 
<laughs> <laughs> it's like a sweet, like a, a a sweet sausage, like if you want to call it, but like Filipino style. So it's like pork and whatnot, and and the way that the way that you cook it, it's like usually with water, and you just let the magic do the work. You just like let it simmer and whatnot, and and it just becomes like all this sticky, red, sticky goodness, and it's sweet and whatever. And man, I I I rock forty of those, and I would have like the wow. Coke. I'd have a Coke. I don't drink like Coke. I have sugar on sugar, baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would drink Coke just so I burp. So I could burp like the whole time, and and you know the 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 after effects of burping and longanisa. <laughs> But yeah, man, that's what I would do. Yo. That is a good one because I don't think that the that longanisa, being as sugary and sweet as it is, would fit into an NBA diet. So that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not going to call out how many points that I would score because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd probably be a lot, but uh, I'm going to go with day after slash morning after. I'm thinking that you know after the the championship win in the locker room, there's a lot of alcohol consumption. And you know, after a night of a lot of alcohol consumption, you just need something really gross and like greasy to like neutralize. Apparently that's like science. I don't know. I don't make the rules. Neutralize all the yucky stuff that's going on in your stomach to help you with the hangover. And there's only one hangover remedy. And it's just a hundred percent something that I would not be able to eat during an NBA season. And that is, the combination of a McDouble and a junior chicken <laughs> at McDonald's, a McGangbang, you put them together into one sandwich, four buns, two meats, all the goodness. But, but I want three of them. But if you want a championship, wouldn't you go hard and just get a Big Mac and a McChicken? No, it's not the same. Why not? <laughs> the, the Mac sauce is not the same as the sauce oh. that comes. It, come on, it's a science now. I do like where I like where your head's at, and I've seen that. Yeah. Grand, what's that? The Grand Mac that they have now. <laughs> I don't know. They have a bigger one, okay, even bigger Big Mac. Like I want to try three that. patties or something. I have like, no idea. I'll do some investigative. I'll do some investigative journalism, and I'll report back next week with my findings. But uh, yeah, as of now, we're going three McGangbangs, which is six burgers um, to the face. <laughs> you know, before apparently you jump on a flight to Vegas. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Um, Alvin, what are you going with? Your championship meal. Meal. Yo, I'm shutting down a Mandarin and mm-hmm. like the whole place. I'm shutting it down, bringing my family there. We're gonna party. We're gonna eat, and that's it, man. And plus, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, and because I'm such a healthy NBA player, I can't go to no buffets, bro. Yeah, mostly the second yeah. part, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Mandarin would be the spot because they would have everything from grilled stuff to Chinese food. To pizza. To even the pizza. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? French fries. Don't yeah. forget about the French exactly. fries. Exactly. French fries. And then you potatoes. still have dessert, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dessert's crucial after a, a big meal. You can always still fit in dessert and they have all the fixings. Gelatin. Um, oh, see? <laughs> Boom. That's what it is. So, Mandarin's my spot after a championship for sure. <laughs> Mandarin is so delicious and disgusting at the same time. I love it there. It's crazy. <laughs> Mandarin is one of those places that like you want to take your tourist friends, but you wouldn't because it's like not the kind of place they want to go, but Facts. it's what they would enjoy eating. Um, all right, yeah. Phil, your championship meal. You just dropped a bunch of points, a bucket of points. You got the ring. Mm-hmm. Where are you going the night after or sorry, the morning after? Um, I'm going to assume that the championship was won here in Toronto. And I'm going to assume regular timing. It's summer, so it's like June. So I'm going to take the Larry OB to Eglinton West. And we're going to go wait in that long line for Randy's patties. Hey. Oh, let's go. Uh, They're not going to make you wait in line. To... They would actually, they would make you wait in line. They might. They, they might. I've you. been in long lines. There. Um, <laughs> we're going to buy like literally like a million patties. And I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw like freshly baked hot patties oh, off the bus into the crowd for the championship for the parade. parade. It's going to be so good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yes. Cover your babies because they might get hit with the patties. <laughs> so many crumbs. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh, bro. We'll get, we'll, get a, we'll get a napkin machine. You know those um those T-shirt launchers? We'll yeah, it'll be napkins. <laughs> yeah. Like a money gun, but instead it's not. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What a hazard. This so, is why they yeah, this yeah. is why they didn't let you on the buses after the parade. Now, <laughs> now it makes it's sense. Probably. They made me chase it. So that's they, they yeah. made you fill out a Google form that said, like, what would you bring? And you're like, patties. And they were like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know why not. But. They're, yeah, they're crazy. That's a yeah. good one, though. I like that as well. Wow. Now I'm, 
I'm hungry. <laughs> Phil was talking about dinner already. I'm hungry now. That was uh, yeah, sounded delicious. But uh, yeah, so good good answers all around. If you would like to submit a question for the fire round and have us answered on the pod, please shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at canonagotsoul at gmail.com. Next up is the CGS picks. Each week, we all pick an upcoming sneaker to analyze, dissect, and give our thoughts on. Then we decide if it's poop, scoop, whoop-de-whoop, or Alvin's trademark phrase. Super cute. And normally, I wouldn't do this, but I'm just so excited about my pick that I need to go first. So (laughs) my pick this week comes out... It seems like it's kind of up in the air, but I think it's locked in for next weekend, which would be like, what, the 31st or something like that, or the 30th. And it's part of the Olympic pack. This guy, or this artist, helped design the U.S., uh, pair, or sorry, France, Brazil, and Japan Nike skateboarding collection. This is the first year that skateboarding has been featured at the Olympics, so it's kind of a big deal. And yeah. along with all of the clothing he also did a pair of shoes and the shoe in question is the nike dunk low sb para and they are pretty close to flawless like it's close it's not completely perfect but it's very close this is here's the thing like every time they do a para shoe they did the the para dunk sb a couple years ago with like the three swooshes and like the the lining was where you saw his their pattern wasn't for me it was just like it was just bland it's boring like it was whatever even the Air Max mm-hmm. one the Air Max one is so nice but they didn't put the traditional para pattern on it it's a bunch of different there's like polka dots and like stripes and stuff but you don't see like the traditional classic para pattern mm-hmm. this is exactly as like if you were to close your eyes and envision a para dunk it's exactly what you would imagine traditional color blocking with like really high quality, really good details, and it's just like perfect. So I mean, like I said, it's got the regular para design on the the upper. It's got a white mini swoosh on the toe box, which is now like a thing for para. Um, you got a black swoosh that doesn't go all the way around a shoe. It's just like the floating swoosh, which is dope, dope, dope. And then a gum outsole, and then the the rest of the upper looks like a light gray. It's not quite white. These are a must. I really, really like these. These are fantastic. I, to me now, there's no other para dunk low. That, that white one doesn't mm. exist. It doesn't just. Yeah. It doesn't exist. It, they don't matter. Um, these are again. These are perfect. They're going to be incredibly hard to get, but I'm very excited about them. Uh, these are a whoopty motherfucking whoop. I do hope I can get them. I was actually able to, with the help of a friend in the state, secure one of the jerseys, which is really cool um that they're using in the olympics nice. those are super dope so i can't nice. wait to pull up to a skate park to take my fit pick in like the olympic skateboarding jersey and like a nike sb hat and like my para sbs and then just leave without skateboarding and everyone's gonna think i am so cool so i'm really excited for, for sure that. maybe i'll buy like a supreme deck that i'll mount on yeah. my wall after i would not let it touch the ground because then it's gonna look dirty on my wall why would i do that but yeah that's gonna be the plan ready um but yeah whoop de whoop super excited about those they're so good they're my favorite of all the dunk olympic things i did um Ooh. let's go with alvin what do you got um one you should get a pata deck instead of a supreme deck <laughs> just to go with the whole outfit sure that would be on brand no 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 problem man sure <laughs> and you should flex on top of that and have a supreme deck and just hold it um, i'm gonna be holding anyway. both of them. i'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna skateboard it skate yeah. it skateboard it i don't know <laughs> I don't know what the terminology is, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I got the undefeated Nike Air Force One. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, I mean, these are sexy, I must say. Um, probably the simplest uh, color blocking. You have uh, a patina toe box along with a tongue. And then the mudguard is like a nubuck gray, but like a light gray. Um, midsole's white. Outsole is also like a patina. And then you got the swoosh that's like got a croc skin, snake skin type uh, blue. I think it's like a royal blue, dark royal blue, I would say. Uh, and then you have the hit of the uh, undefeated logo on the back heel. Uh, and then the the, uh, the heel tab itself is also croc slash snake skin, uh, but it's in a red. And it's just honestly like the super, super simplest shoe if this was a gr it would definitely sell out 
Um, but because it is undefeated, it's definitely selling out. <laughs> so, damn. Yeah, these are super duper sexy. Um, I mean, this this might be the first whoop dee motherfucking scoop dee whoop for me uh, in a long time. But yeah, these are these are dope, man. Like, I love the simplicity of the color blocking. It's just very old school. Uh, and you can just literally rock with anything. And I'm, yeah, I'd need these. The, so if anyone can hook it up from undefeated. The, okay. the vibe I get from these, very similar to the vibe I got from the Kith Air Force One. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. tone, muted tones, really just like classic, well executed sneaker. They're beautiful. I agree with you. So yeah, well man. done. I yeah, really really like them. I hope they do a dunk in the same colorway because that's like the Ooh. theme they're doing. Oh. It's like the whole so dunk good. versus Air Force One. I don't know if it's part of that collection or not, but yeah, these are, whew, these are very spicy. I'm a big yeah. Air Force One guy now, as is, as of <laughs> as of two weeks ago. So yeah, watch out, world. <laughs> watch out, Joel. <laughs> Get your 2003 Air Force Ones out of here. <laughs> speaking of joel what's your pick this week <laughs> uh, speaking of air force ones yeah so yeah man air force one certified lover boy by drake um uh highly anticipated like his certified lover boy lp that's i don't know yet to drop i don't know when it's gonna drop it's probably gonna drop these are pro- the the shoes are probably gonna drop when the album drops put it that way um but yeah, just imagine like a white on white Air Force One, because that's what I'm it is. So white it. on white Air Force One. <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but instead, there's like little subtle details um, on the shoe. Uh, the upper looks like it's premium leather. Um, I'd probably say in comparison to maybe like the Rockaware Air Force One um, that dropped the retro joints. It looks like supple, supple leather, like Cousa would say. Um, and on the midsole, where it usually has the air branding on the infamous Nike Air midsole, you have in script, love you forever. Oh, so sweet, sweet Nomansi Drake. But yeah, and on like when you flip the soles over, when you take a look at the soles, where there's usually stars on the, on the toe and by the heel counter, you have hearts. So cute. Very cute. So cute. Very, very um, cute. Uh, otherwise, I don't know if there's like a tongue, like a like a certified lover boy tongue tag. Maybe like a um, kiss on it. Yeah, like maybe kiss or like, you know, like a like a a, a, a face with like, you know, pinching the dimples kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so no, like any other pictures, there haven't really been any other than the midsole and whatnot. But yeah, these are like... These are like a cool, cute, coolly cute. Well, coming cool. coming from a big Air Force yeah. One guy like myself, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they're pretty dope, man. Like, I mean, I was a big uh, defender of the Supreme Air Force One that is a white mm-hmm. Air Force One with just a little, 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 little tiny box logo <laughs> on it. Big yeah, defender yeah. of that, so I would be a real mm-hmm. hypocrite if I didn't think these were cool. I mean, again, you can't tell quality from photos, but the, the leather looks very nice. And yeah. it's cool. They made a whole separate mold of an Air Force One for this shoe. Like it's it's molded into the outsole, so that and midsole. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're dope. I'm sure they'll be really really difficult to get. Hopefully Toronto gets some love. I don't know how many all white Air Force mm-hmm. One iterations I can deal with in my collection. I know I'm a big Air Force One guy, but like that's a lot for me <laughs> um, just to jump into. But yeah, these are really cool. I like them a lot. I think it's. It's on brand. Like, it's at least a collaboration yeah. that makes sense, right? It's not like a Jordan 8 where you're like, what? Like, what? <laughs> where he did, like, a white and gold Jordan 8, and you're like, did they just have some lying around? Like, what's going on here? Like, you know that he's a big Air Force One guy. It suits. It's like yeah. It works, right? They've yeah. had a long time to put it together. Maybe that's why it looks so good, because this album has been rumored for... 17,000 months yeah, but uh a long time yeah so again I, I think it's cool it's it's got a reason that it exists which i can i can mess with um phil what do you got for us all right so since our theme uh for the show is um well obviously sneakers but nba championships <laughs> and winning championships um i chose a sneaker that none of us will ever get because it'll never be on sale and that is the pj tucker 
Jeez. Air Jordan One that he commissioned um, through mm. the Shoe Surgeon yes. and Jason of Beverly Hills. Mm. So it is. I, I I don't know. I don't think he wore them to the parade, but he definitely showed them off on the the PJ on the jet and um, on other places. There's definitely pictures posted, but it is basically uh, a Jordan One High. Um, the silhouette looks like um, like more like the off-white Jordan 1 yeah. than the traditional Jordan 1. However, it's Shoe Surgeon slash uh, Jason Beverly Hills, so it's definitely like super luxe. It is, the entire upper is black croc skin. Um, there is an off-white tag, but it's not the crappy plastic one that we all get on our off-whites. It is mm-hmm. uh, a diamond-encrusted white gold one. Zip strip, you and mean? They're, the, yes, the zip strip. <laughs> for those... That's a good callback to previous episodes. The zip strip uh, is uh, white gold and diamond. Uh, the swoosh is also white gold and diamond. There's over 2,000 diamonds in the swoosh alone. Um, it's set at the 150 gram, 14 karat white gold, and uh, it looks it looks pretty crazy. The, the inners, the inside of the shoe is like the guts are like it looks like a. I can't really tell from the pictures that I'm looking at, but it looks like a a yellowish tan. It looks really kind of buttery soft. But the outside of the shoes, like it's a black and white aesthetic. The outsole uh, is black, the midsole is white, and the upper is all black croc skin with diamond swoosh and diamond zip thingamajingy. 250K, that's the tag. So if you guys want to hit up Shoe Surgeon and Jason Beverly Hills, 250K. Maybe they'll make it for you. Probably not. And for me, that is, um, that's a, that's a, that's a cute. <laughs> that's a cute for me. That's what I'm giving it. Affordable, but just, just not in your. Not in yeah, your it's house. not <laughs> not on the list. I'm, I'm not gonna grab them. Not gonna get them. I think that that's honestly one of the bold, most bold statements that I saw and I have seen in a long time. Because can you imagine? Because he wore that. I think he wore them to Game Six. Can yeah, you imagine crazy. wearing a two hundred thousand dollars sneaker to a game and losing? And ending Ooh. up like that was clearly him being like, "These are my." Cha-. It was him We're saying, winning. "This is my championship walking." Like that was what he was saying yeah. when he did that. Yep. Imagine yeah. not winning, having to walk out a loser in your two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> sneakers. That's why some people wear you, trucks, I guess. Yeah. Do you I even guess. lose if you have those on, though? Yes. <laughs> I, I guess that maybe that was D book, like like you said, Alvin. Maybe that was Devin Booker's play all along. He's like, if I pull up in Converse, no one expects me to win. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. wearing Converse for all six games, and wearing like Dickies pants. Like no one thinks I'm gonna win, and then if I win, it's a bonus. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can't imagine losing and then having to like walk like a penguin in your two hundred thousand dollars sneakers back to your car and driving away <laughs> after losing and having to be, having to fly to Phoenix. Like, whew, man, like that would have just been rough. Congrats though, I'm happy for you, PJ. Of all people, congrats to PJ because he's been. He's been around, yeah. former Raptor. Yeah. So that's uh the connection there. But uh yeah. He averaged what like two points the whole final? Like I think he dropped like zero points in the Here's the games. thing. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. I'm not defending <laughs> P- I'm not defending PJ at all. But Giannis averaged like forty points. And Giannis, yeah. and then Chris Middleton averaged like what? Probably close to thirty. That's mm-hmm. seventy points. Like, <laughs> if they're scoring 70 points, you're not going to get a whole lot from P.J. Tucker, who was not there to score <laughs> in the first place. So I don't blame... Like, if, imagine P.J. taking a shot when Giannis is going for, like, his 50th point. Like, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing, P.J.? Like, don't shoot the ball. <laughs> go, go get an offensive rebound or force a jump ball or something. Like, that's why you're here. Um, <laughs> anyways, next up, This Week in Kicks. This is the part of the show where we discuss the current headlines and happenings in the world of sneakers. And aside from the box winning championship we do love a good sneaker auction we love talking about sneaker auctions on here and we've got another crazy piece that has just hit the uh, the, not the trade block but the block the auction block timed conveniently well alongside the release of the long anticipated space jam 2 a new legacy tune in well maybe next week we'll do like a space jam discussion when joel makes it the whole way through the movie and not (laughs) only through the first five minutes um when we'll do like a recap after we don't want to spoil it for anybody but uh yeah right alongside space jam 2 sotheby's is auctioning off one of the pairs that was made specifically for MJ to wear during the filming of Space Jam 1. 
Ooh. which is pretty cool. So the parent question, obviously, the Space Jam Jordan 11, um, never actually ended up being worn in the movie, but it was produced in a size 13, specifically for him to wear in the movie. It was then signed by him in a silver Sharpie, and then I guess just put into a storage box for 20-something years. But uh, yeah, so the auction ends on July 26, which is uh, coming up. So in case you're interested, hit up Sotheby's. But they are expected, I checked right now, they are currently going at highest bid is one hundred twenty-two thousand dollars U.S. Um, oh. Expected to go for about one hundred fifty thousand dollars U.S. So wow. you you could either Rare. buy this signed pair of Jordans that were meant for Space Jam or PJ Tucker's Jordan One from Shoe Surgeon. You have to pick one. You can't have both. Maybe maybe you can. <laughs> and if you're listening, we're looking for sponsors. Um, next up previously in kicks this is the part of the show where we review our latest pickups and recap the latest happenings in our sneaker lives um joel any pickups for you in the last week um no but like uh kuzo i got um actually puma canada sent over the puma rs fast rs fast that's cool yeah they're pretty cool man um a lot of detail in them um, cause I'll, we'll get into the whole detail of it because I haven't really looked at them specifically. They just came in like today, so big Jeez. box again. Big box, yeah, big box, big box gang. Big box only. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's about it, yo, for me. Um, Alvin, anything for you? I guess we we Joel already spoiled it, but <laughs> yeah. But aside from the Pumas, I also got an abundance of uh, mosquito bites. Oh, um, oh, yeah, cool. it's, it's great. It's great. But anyway. The Puma RS Fast, uh, the Canadian colorway. It's a predominantly red sneaker, and it's got like little hints. So on the on the tongue, there's a tag with a Canadian flag on it um, that also dons the Puma logo, and it's also the same tag that you can see on the back heel. Uh, honestly, super clean shoe. Um, it's super clean, man. I don't know what else I can say about it. The suede is pretty pretty buttery, um, and the silhouette itself. Like I'm I'm a fan of the RS silhouettes. Uh, I believe the the RS Fast is a is a newer of uh, the other silhouettes, but again, make sure you guys check it out. It should be available now on Puma.ca/slash.com. Um, and yeah, yo, it's the Canadian colorway. You got a rep. Let's get it. Canada. Should we just call it a Canada Got Soul collab, or are we not bold Ooh. enough to do that? Not quite. I mean, why not? Why sure, not? Sure, right? Why not? All right. Yeah, cool. why not? Yeah, go <laughs> copy your Canada Got Soul Puma collaboration from Puma.ca. Use uh, <laughs> promo code. Uh, Canada got sold for ten dollars shipping. Um, so only for me, not necessarily a pickup. And I wanted to see if Alvin would mention it, but I will remember too. And I, the only reason I remember because it feels like it was forever ago, is because I'm wearing the shirt today. But uh, Size Canada officially opened downtown at Queen Street and Ossington in downtown Toronto. Um, beautiful store, man. Very, very nice store. We got a chance to go by for an early sneak peek, which was very cool. Uh, it was honestly so nice to see a bunch of sneaker friends. Like this was the first semi sneaker event we've been to it since last COVID. last last Christmas probably. So it's it's yeah. been a minute. So it was nice to see everybody in the same place at the same time. Gave it a couple hugs to fully vaccinated friends. Um, you know, social distanced and all that fun stuff as well. But uh, yeah, it was dope to see everybody. The store itself is awesome. I feel like the I think the store's opening was delayed a little bit guy by COVID um but uh it's finally open it's been long anticipated i remember us covering news that the that jd sports was coming to canada like two years ago (laughs) so it's finally like coming up now um but yeah the store itself is actually it's in the old stussy toronto location and before it was stussy it was a bank so the whole theme of the store is like vault themed bank themed like safety deposit they have like a shoe vault in there with like the upcoming cool releases all of the sneakers in the like the displays are sitting on top of like safety deposit boxes which is a really cool touch they have like little stacks of like size dollars like just all over the place right when you walk in there's a big like coin with a question mark on it so yeah honestly i love it like it's a really cool theming really cool story behind the store um they obviously didn't cheap out and just like fill the old stussy with a bunch of shoes and then open so kudos to them thank you for inviting us uh looking forward to uh buying many many shoes from you guys (laughs) um 
Uh, no shoes in the last week for me. Um, Phil, anything for you as of late, recently? Um, the only pickup that I can remember, like in the last, last week or few, is the South Beach Ace. Nice, nice. You got them. Yeah. Nice. So I, yeah. Well, I paid for them. So I, I won the. <laughs> I hit the raffle on. Uh, I hit the raffle on Ama Manier, which is quickly becoming my favorite uh retailer. Nice. And um, yeah, they're they're in transit. I'll, I'll get them soon. Ooh, in transit. How cool. how do you rank? I saw this discussion, and I know that you've been into Nike basketball for a minute, so I'm curious to know your answer. How do you rank the South Beach Eight in like the pantheon of both LeBron's shoes and like Nike basketball shoes in general? Because I think it, for me, it's if it's not at the top of LeBron's line, it's the top. And in the pantheon of Nike basketball, it's like top five. But what about you? Yeah, for for LeBron's line, uh, I have to put the South Beach 8 pretty much at the top. Um, the only thing I personally have kind of close to the top, well, at the top as well with it, is the Zoom Generation mm. in wheat and black. And um, the, uh, what is it, the LeBron 4? What's the Stewie Griffin one? Not the 18, but the five. original Stewie Griffin one. The 5, like. I love that one, even though it, it never came out, right? Five Whatever LeBron I was. Yeah. yeah. The Stewie Griffin one, because I, like, I like Family Guy. So, I mean, that shoe is <laughs> amazing to me. So, um, yeah. And, and and sorry, to, to answer the other half of your question, it, it, the South Beach 8, it's going to lose luster, or if it hasn't already, because it retroed. And that happens a lot when these, like, like when the Lightning Force retro, it's going to, you know, that effect of, oh, it's not as please, rare. Please and it's let not it happen as... to the Lightning Force. Please. Oh, so it's man. easier to get. Please, please, no one care about them, right? Like, like we saw it with the the bacon nineties earlier, and we saw it with the uh, the the kiss of death. Is that the Air Max one, yep. the claw yeah. one? Anywho, um, the South Beach Eight is up there with like not on the same level, but in the same conversation for me as like the foam posit one, the penny foam posit one, or the the Pippin much up tempo or more up tempo. I always confuse those two, but it, it's in that <laughs> it's in that range of like okay, this is a classic basketball silhouette. Like it's like the best of LeBron, the best of Penny, the best of Pippen. Jordan is different because it's, there's like a hundred best of, but you know, you take those players that, that every shoe they put out is not a, a smash hit and you take the best one. And like, that's kind of the conversation. That's the kind of thing I put it in. Yeah. I perfectly said, yeah. Like if you were to tell me to close my eyes and imagine a really nice LeBron shoe, South beach is what is going to come into my mind first. So, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Glad we're on the same wavelength. Glad we're both hype beasts. Um, moving on. Next up, thumbs up, thumbs down. In this part of the show, we give our opinion on various sneaker-related topics with zero context or discussion. All we're allowed to say is thumbs up or thumbs down. And this is coming, it seems like it might be the new trend. I don't want to like jinx it because, like, anyways. Um have you seen the the Reebok Margella collaboration, Mason Margella with the split yes. toe, the ninja shoe? Yeah. Oh yeah, like I the, think I did. Like a yeah. Um, it's like the chinelas, <laughs> but it's not chinelas. Has a split toe. It's a shoe with a split toe. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down to a split toe sneaker or sandal. Remember those like Keen sandals with like all five toes? Ooh, those are. Oh, the Vibram. Yeah, um, those things. Anyways, um, thumbs up, thumbs down to that. (laughs) Joel. Down. Alvin. Down. I'm also down. Phil. Yeah, we're going down. Okay, that was... uh, (laughs) None of us are fashionable enough to give it a thumbs up, I guess. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) Next up, NSR, not sneaker related. We talk about sneakers a lot, so in this weekly segment, we're going to take 30 seconds out of the show to discuss something completely irrelevant to the world of sneakers. And I was eating today. We've been talking about food a lot. <laughs> I hope all. you were. That's, that's interesting. This is this is a good. I topic. didn't. I didn't want to give away, so I had to stop myself from saying what I was eating. Anyways, I was eating today, and it got me got me thinking. Fruit, and I, I like Ooh. this question a lot because mm-hmm. I have three Filipinos on the podcast with me, and of all the like places that love their fruits. Philip, the Philippines loves fruits, and they love eating fruits in very strange ways. Also, Brutus. yeah. So I want to know favorite fruit 
and also because only because there's Filipinos on the podcast. Favorite way to eat that fruit because it's just, I know there's a specific distinction for a lot of these different things. So um, let's start with Joel. Favorite fruit and how do you eat it? Okay, I'm gonna say it. It's the mango, <laughs> right? And then you cut off like the you leave the seed, right? So you cut off. You can have the seed after, but anyways, you cut the sides off and then you would strike it like horizontally and then you would strike it vertically like so it's a big so when you open it up when you like push like the bottom of the mango like the the skin it'll open up it'll become like cubes now you yeah. can you can either eat it like like that you can just pop them in your mouth and just bite down or you can like but yeah man mangoes manga for me the green ones so you prefer bro, bro, bro. You prefer that method, the the scoring and the cube method, to just the spoon and the open mango. I I prefer the scoring with the spoon. With the spoon, okay. See again, so specific, always. Yeah. So specific, yeah. Filipinos and their fruits. <laughs> um, Alvin, favorite fruit, and how do you eat it? Okay, so before I get to my favorite fruit, I found something out about my mom. Um, about eating fruit the other day and she puts salt on a lot of her fruit this is why i'm asking the question <laughs> and uh yo i just i never knew as a child that she did that because the fruit just tasted regular but apparently she still does it today and kaya eats the fruit too so i guess there's something about putting salt on your fruit i personally don't do it at my household but i mean you know what mama do you um but for me favorite fruit i'll say pineapple mm. um but there, I don't honestly. If it's cut up, I'll eat it that way. If it's grilled with cinnamon on it, I'll mm. I'll fucking kill it that way. An I'm entire saying. pineapple. Um, but yeah, p- pineapple's dope, man. Um, it's also good for gentlemen. Uh, if you don't know why, you're slacking. <laughs> but pineapple's good for you. <laughs> but I don't put salt on it. Maybe cinnamon. <laughs> My. <laughs> I'm going to move right on from that. My <laughs> favorite fruit. I'm not a big fruit guy to begin with. Um, and I was eating it today and I decided, I was like, you know what? This might be my favorite fruit. And that's where the question came from. Watermelon. Ah, I do love me some good hey. watermelon. The thing is with watermelon, there's no, I won't really get into how you eat it because you can't really eat it other than just <laughs> dicing it. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think unless there's a Filipino out there who eats their watermelon, I don't know, in a different way, but you can really only just dice it into cubes and then you're done. Yeah. I feel like it's easier to find a not good tasting watermelon than it is to find a good tasting watermelon. Facts, like, bro. It's and there's a lot of the watermelon that like not all parts of the watermelon are the same quality either. Like the closer you get to yeah. the rind, the basically the harder and worse it tastes like tastes like nothing it's a tough one like it's one of those things that like you want to buy a full watermelon but you know only like 20 percent of it is going to actually be good Um, and you might as well just go to like the pre-cut fruit section and just buy a cup of it because you can see the dark pieces that are going to taste good yeah Um, Yeah. that's my only gripe with watermelon i would i would really appreciate if the watermelon manufacturers would just like figure the gmos out and like yeah like just (laughs) fix it up but uh well you know how to you know how to find a sweet one though right they never work bro smack it at the bottom (laughs) that doesn't work bro (laughs) it's the color of the of the of the melon so the the melon that has like the whiter part at the back you know how it's like green or whatever (laughs) it's green yes i know a watermelon is green the sides (laughs) the sides where the stem is if that part, if that there's like if there's like a white, if it's like whitish, that's gonna be sweet because it's okay. at the bottom of the of the patch. Bet. <laughs> okay, we'll see. I got you. Try that. Yeah. Next time. You, know that how to, you know how to make a watermelon pregnant, right? How? You pack one, guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Filipino joke for anybody you wondering. That's how you say watermelon <laughs> in Tagalog. Correct. Well, the dads are the only ones laughing right now. <laughs> See, they're both laughing, but they hear that joke once a week, and they're still like they can't breathe. It's so good, bro. <laughs> Anyways, and they're that, the ones saying the joke too. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's what that's what watermelon is is in Tagalog. It's fuckwad. <laughs> I said so that already. 
Joel, next time I see you, bring me a watermelon. You go to the store and you pick what you think is a good one, yeah. and then we'll get it all back together. I'll get Merritt to pick one. Okay, up. yeah, and we'll see oh if this gosh. this actually Live. is like correct, and then yeah. I'll trust your watermelon opinion. Yeah. Um, Phil, favorite <laughs> fruit to eat, and how do you eat it? Um. I was initially going to say plantain, Ooh. but hey. I'm going to go. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with I'm going with what I was originally going to go with. My pivot was going to be tangerines because I love tangerines. I eat them oh, like every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to go. Thank you for that, Alvin. I'm, we're going to go with uh, the, the almighty plantain because it can be fried mm-hmm. into nice pieces. Um, but it can also... Um, in in Toron, which is like it's for those who don't know, it's uh pretty much planted inside a uh, a dough wrap, like a, it's a spring roll wrapper, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of, and and there's um there's lots of ways to eat it. I forgot the the Spanish or the, the South American way uh to eat the platanos, but there's there's lots Ooh. of there's lots of good ways to eat it. Man. Ooh, look at this guy, very diverse. diverse. The yes. the reason I asked, and it's funny that Alvin brought it up, like the reason this all sort of came about as well is because every time I'm at Jill's house, her parents' house, and th- for some reason, they'll sit down with cherries and they'll dip them in salt. They'll get a salt. bowl of yeah. cherries and then they'll each have a little saucer of salt. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> you eat fruit? Uh, You're eating fruit because it, it's sweet. <laughs> no? <laughs> You know what my mom used to do? She used to get strawberries. Right? So you get strawberries. Yeah. And yeah, then you put does. them in a bowl. And then mm-hmm. you would like sprinkle s- sugar on top of it. And oh. on top of that, you would like, you would, you would uh, put honey if you want to be like, you know. Wow. Ooh, I got to do that. Let it sit. You would let it sit in the fridge for like, you would cover it with like saran wrap or whatever. And you would let it sit for like a day. And then the next day, all that honey will turn red. You would put like either cream or like milk or whatever, and then you would just eat it like that, yo. And it's bomb, guy. You gotta try that. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, I gotta do that right yeah, now. Man. Sugar and strawberry roll. Have you guys seen the the trend? <laughs> I think it's on like Instagram and TikTok. The mustard with watermelon. No, I, no. I can't do that. Bro. Apparently, That's it's disgusting. good. That sounds disgusting. apparently it's good. Yo, what the heck? It was going yeah. viral. I'll let you try it. I'll let you try it, Lawrence. I'll try it. next time again. When Joel brings me a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all together. We will all sit yeah. down and have a nice. I will make you guys a beautiful platter of watermelon, watermelon mustard casserole. I'll bring the watermelon. You bring the mustard. <laughs> Don't call it a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Watermelon mustard casserole. My specialty. Mm, just the way my Delicious. grandmother used to make it. <laughs> mm. <Mustard>. M- moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the reason that we're actually here, it's not to talk about disgusting ways to eat fruit. It is, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, um, about like championships and like how they kind of relate to sneakers, probably specifically about basketball because that's mostly what we know about. But we'll, if we, you know, if it comes up, we'll talk about it in other sports. First of all, does anybody here want a pair of Zoom Freaks? The the Giannis Antetokounmpo shoe. Now that he won, does is anybody like down? Like Joel kind of raises his eyebrows. Are you interested in a pair of Zoom Freaks, Joel? Maybe for Jomar, but not for me though. Okay, mm-hmm. true. So and even for you, uh-huh. Phil. Like I know you are into like the whole like Nike basketball like wear testing, like actually like trying all these shoes out. You're not like more interested now that he, he has one in them. Um, not really. And it's kind of the same reason I'm not into LeBron's shoes. Cause I, I would wear Nike, but I do wear Nike basketball for performance and like the LeBron's and the Giannis shoes aren't necessarily built for what I would like to do ideally on a basketball court. You mean you don't play like a seven footer with a one twenty <laughs> foot wingspan? Usually not. No, usually I, I used to play in LeBron's, but then it, I, I realized it's not the best shoe for me. Good shoe, but not for me. So that's kind of like where I think it's going to start is like the conversation around like, like I feel like a lot of people think that legacy and stuff around sneakers also has to do with like winning. But I really don't think that's the case because like Giannis just won and no, like they're not selling out like maybe in Milwaukee, but I'm sure they were selling out already. 
Um, I don't necessarily think that anybody's rushing to buy a Giannis shoe. So, like, when people say, like, oh, these Jordans are iconic, like, we did a Stacks episode about, like, and we all pulled out, I don't want to say because it's not live yet, but, yeah, we pulled out, like, championship sneakers, and we were like, oh, these are iconic because Jordan won in them. Are we just making that up? Like, do we just like the shoe and we're adding the fact that he won in it? Because it it can't really make that much difference. I guess maybe unless you already have an affiliation or affliction for that player and then it means a little bit more. But like, what do you guys kind of think about that in terms of like your sneaker lines legacy winning or not? Like, no, I like if it was reverse, is anybody rushing to buy a pair of Chris Paul's signature sneaker, which he still releases every year? Um, if they win, like I also don't think so. So I don't know if it necessarily matters, does it? No, I don't think so. I mean, and also if you think about it, Giannis' sneakers are still like at the bottom of the total pool when it comes to signature sneakers. They're like they're still the cheapest. Um, they're they're still probably the least uh in terms of technology, like it doesn't have as much technology as like a LeBron. So I mean, that's one factor that I probably won't get a Zoom freak. I mean, who knows? After winning the championship, Mike Nike might start putting in the crazy shit. Um, but like, I mean, when you talked about MJ, like MJ, when you guys pulled out the shoes you did during Stacks, he'd already established himself as one of the great players as well. And also, his sneakers are like aesthetically pleasing on court and off the court. You know what I mean? So like, when you talk about a Zoom freak, I'm not rocking that outside in the mall going shopping and shit like that. I'm rocking like, you know, a pair of Jordans or yeah. something else. Um, you're so not wearing, you're not wearing the, uh, the zoom free to go watermelon shopping. <laughs> Maybe watermelon <laughs> shopping. You know what I'm saying? Cause I feel like the toe is very durable. And if I drop a watermelon on my foot, I should be okay. Mm-hmm, but true. yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I don't think him winning a championship will change anything. Uh, maybe the zoom freak five, I guess for next year, would that be five? I don't know, whatever number he's going to be at next year, that might sell out. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? Or if there's a championship pack that they release for his Zoom Freak, whatever number it is now, um, that might, I don't know, because it's a special pack. Who knows? What about uh, you, Joel and Phil? Any uh, any thoughts on that? Like, is does it have to do with affliction more than actual winning? Or is there like, what is it? Why do we care sometimes, but not other times, basically? Well, I think it's like what, what Kuzo said, what Alvin said, like, you got to wear it like off the court kind of thing too. Like it's got to be like aesthetically pleasing to the eye kind of thing. And, you know, when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking of like Barclays, you know, Barclay never won a championship, but people are like getting like Sir Charles Barclays shoes. Like even when he did the Godzilla line with, you know, Barclay versus Godzilla, everyone was eating up the Godzilla shoes. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's got to look pleasing to the eye kind of thing. And where you're just like, yo, I could rock this off the court or, like, you know, with a pair of shorts or whatever, or, you know, just walking down the street, or I could rock this on the court kind of thing. So it's, it's got to go like both ways kind of thing for me, the way that, the way that I see it, though. Phil, big Nike, yeah. Nike basketball guy, big basketball guy, thoughts? Yeah, you know what, for, for players in this era, and when I say this era, I look at like the last 10 years or so, it's tougher for them to get a shoe to like, pop off and be iconic because there's like a number of reasons but like quickly it's like okay for example you look at jordans and like that's clearly like that jordan brand is the most iconic brand in sneaker history it has the benefit of time because we've had the time to let it age and, and mature but back then like you didn't have the exposure you did now so for example with Giannis, we're talking about that you see his shoe online first you see him holding it in his hand in the tunnel, then you see it on court. So you've seen it three times already. So the the element of surprise is kind of like, mm-hmm. whereas Jordan, it's like, what is he going to wear tonight? Yeah. And he might wear that the whole season or he might wear it the whole playoff series where nowadays, like, players switch shoes at halftime. You have that guy, I forgot who it is, on the Phoenix Suns who wears two different shoes at, on the same time. So <laughs> yeah. it's, and it's cool, right? So, But there's, there's so, like, sneakers are such uh, a focal point now in today's yeah. game and in, in general that it has to be something super special for it to kind of catch any steam whereas before it was like you don't know what jordan's gonna wear until he wears it and that's gonna be at the game and he's gonna score 55 and that's why it's special and he's yeah. gonna wear that shoe all season so yeah that means a lot yeah i think it also comes down to because that's a good point 
Um, I think affliction has a lot to do with it. Again, like, if you asked me, if I'm sure if I asked any, what color was the shoe Giannis was wearing, no one could tell me, I'm sure. I'm sure most of the listeners couldn't either. But I know we have a lot of Canadian listeners, and I'm sure if I asked you what shoe was Kawhi wearing when he hit the, sh- the shot over Joel Embiid in Game 7 versus Philly, two years later, two plus years later, you know exactly what shoe it was and what color it was. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that we could have got it for retail and <laughs> slapped on it, and now ah. I'm kidding. yeah, but uh, yeah, like he's like that's. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. Um, and maybe it's just as these players get bigger into, and again, like if if Giannis turns into like the sweetheart of the NBA and like everyone loves him and like goes off every year, <clears throat> excuse me, and like wins three times in a row, maybe we're having a different conversation in four years because you're like yeah. This is like an iconic thing. Um, so again, maybe it starts smaller. And I think also it has to do with like time has to pass because I don't think that I wasn't there. I, w- I was there, but I had no idea what was going on. When Jordan's winning his fourth championship in Red Jordan, black, black and red Jordan 11s, no one's rushing to get them because Jordan just won his championship in them. In my, as far as I know, if, correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody listening knows, but like now 10 years, 20 years, 30 years later, everyone's like, oh, this is the shoe that Jordan, like, everyone's, like, the whole nostalgia thing comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of mixes with what Phil said, like, oh, I remember when he took these out, like, he only wore them in the finals, blah, 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 blah. Like, all that stuff starts to kind of, like, it's a, probably a big mashup of different things. Um, yeah, I like, <clears throat> oh, my God. I like that. But if you if you think about it, too, the signature sneaker game <clears throat> now is more saturated than it was when Jordan was around. Literally, everybody has a fucking signature sneaker nowadays, whereas before yeah. it was Jordan. And then now everyone's like trying to cater their sneaker to how they play. Oh, it's like, oh, I'm a point guard, so I'm not going to rock no LeBrons. I'm going to rock Kyrie's or I'm going to rock some Curry's and you, shit like that. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, to add on to your other point that you made earlier, before previous generations, before the KD's, before the Kyrie's, before the Giannis's, um, there wasn't a clear distinction between performance shoes and casual shoes. So it's like the Jordan 11 came out and you're wearing it to hoop. You're wearing it to go out. That's the shoe. Yeah. Right. But now it's like, okay, I'm not going to wear the Giannis four to prom. Maybe you will, but you know what I'm saying? Like if you're from Milwaukee, if you're a cheesehead, yeah, maybe yeah. there's exactly, but now there's that very, very distinct line. Okay. It's like, these are retros and they're more like for off court lifestyle stuff. And then there's performance shoes where it's like, there's not a ton of performance shoes that you're wearing off court for the most yeah. part Thanks. now. Yeah. I wonder if Nike even to all that, then I wonder if Nike even cares if their champ, if their players actually win or if they're winners or if they just want easily marketable players. Because I think that it comes to mind when they sign somebody, oh, they're getting the best they can. And maybe that's not true. Maybe they just want people who are easy to market. Maybe we've been lied to all this time and Zion is just a dunker. <laughs> and like, <laughs> may, like that's why Blake Griffin, maybe that's Blake Griffin is still on the Jordan payroll. Blake Griffin hasn't mm-hmm. done anything and he almost did something this year until like until he was the best player on the Nets left. And like, <laughs> then we saw how that happened. But like... Yeah. Maybe that's it. Like I'm sure they're still easy to market, so that's what they go for. Because if people don't care about winning, as we've just kind of like hashed out, I don't think it necessarily matters unless you're from that market. Um, maybe yeah, maybe Zion is never going to win, and he's still going to be the highest paid Jordan athlete on their roster. Um, something to think about. Mm-hmm. Some very interesting to think about. Um, yeah. Another question, though, I think this is a good conversation just in general. Which signature athlete so i mean we know kind of what a signature athlete is not necessarily from jordan brand but from nike from adidas from under armor is up next which of these athletes is going to win in their ring next who hasn't won already so we're not going to say steph like that's just cheating (laughs) like not lebron we get that we get it i think it's acceptable to say Giannis, if they can keep that team together, they're going to be kind of in the in the conversation now. If he can keep that level that he showed in the the last couple of games of the the series, if he can keep that up, they're going to be around for a while. 
Who's up next? Maybe not necessarily going to dethrone them, but which team do you think can break through next? And which player is going to do that? Hmm. Honestly, man, I, I want CP to get a ring. CP or Melo? I feel like it's going to be uh, CP, CP3 and Melo go to the same place to get a ring. <laughs> the, I mean, that's that's yeah. what it probably it might have to be, man. Just because, like, those two guys are amazing. At least in my opinion, they are. Um, but, like, they don't have rings, man. But, again, they do have signature shoes. So, who mm. knows, bro? Yeah. I think, personally, who I hope or I would like, I'm a big Luka Doncic fan. Yeah, I really love how he plays. He's so exciting to watch. His personality—he's just like a big idiot, but he's good at basketball. Like he's one of those people who like—he looks like he belongs in like a prank video of like <laughs> nerd pulls yeah. up to basketball court and like schools these guys in basketball. Like he looks like he's that guy, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of just love that. Like he's a big idiot and he doesn't take anything seriously. So I I I hope he's next. I don't think it happens in Dallas. So that's just like kind of a pipe dream. Mm-hmm. I do hope he's next. In terms of who I think is going to be next, let's go Damian Lillard. Yeah. Get D- get Dame time, star of Ooh. Space Jam 2, a dang ring. Again, I don't think it happens in Portland. I think it happens in Toronto. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> the Raptors have a 7.8% chance of getting Dame Lillard this offseason. And all oh. I read was, so you're saying there's a chance. So I just need to make sure. I've said it, <laughs> said it in smaller circles. I said it's a good friend of the show, Calby. We had a conversation about it. Dame Ooh. Lillard is coming to Toronto. I just need to put it into wow. the universe. Because I also called Kawhi to Toronto. So if I'm as oh. psychic as I think I am, okay. I'm going to just throw it into the universe. And I'm going to throw it out there. That's it. Imagine whew, Dame Lillard with OG. Mm. Pascal's oh, yeah. obviously getting traded for Dame Lillard, so he's not going to be there. But... <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, let's go, Dame. Dame's up next. I, Dame deserves a oh, ring, man. man. How much does he? Yeah. How much more does he need to do? How much more? He hit like four buzzer beaters <laughs> in the same game, and they still lost. Like, how yeah. do you? <laughs> uh, yeah, Dame Lillard. Let's go, Dame time. It's Dame's time. Ooh, wow, yeah. that's a bar. Um. Joel, who's up next in terms of like um, signature signature athletes, signature players who are like who's gonna get a ring? I don't know, man. I was gonna say Dame too. Um, but I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say Ben Simmons. Yeah. No, wow. he's not even a signature <laughs> athlete. Signature shoe, bro. <laughs> what team? Which, which team is he on? No one wants to sign him. Beat, dog. Like, he's gonna come to the Raptors. No, oh, gonna, not, our no. trainers are gonna work him. He's gonna get that mid range going on. Trade him gonna, for for Pascal. I'll yeah, take that. he's gonna be elite, yo. He's gonna be knocking down shots like. Like Damar, who? Like you know what I mean? Come on, Stop this guy's gonna be Bakwa. Yo, Ben Simmons. Oh, that's amazing! Wow. I had ben to actually Simmons. Google it because I didn't know he's a Nike athlete. He's a nice, not a. He's athlete. Nike, yeah. I yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah. realize. Yeah. I had no idea he was a Nike athlete. But no signature shoe. No, no. signature shoe. No. No signature um, shoe. Well. Oh. Well, we know out of out of the answer so far, we know who is going to be lost on the list. I think. <laughs> yeah, I see Mello carrying a team to a ring before I see Ben Simmons carrying a team to a ring. Yeah. All right, Phil, give us the juice. All right, Phil, let's go. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say CP3 because there's rumors that he might opt out and, and maybe go to the Lakers or go somewhere else. So if he teams up, that would be a good answer. But Alvin said that so. I'm going to pick another player, and I'm going to pick another sport if if I'm allowed to do that. Ooh, let's go. And I'm going to keep it in Toronto, though, because hey, uh, Lawrence did going. mention – he mentioned uh, Dame to the Raptors, which is possible. Um, so I'm going with Toronto Blue Jays' very own Jordan Brand athlete, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So yeah. – um, yeah, yeah. as most people know, Vladdy just Vladdy Jr. just signed uh, with Jordan Brand. Uh, I don't know if there's any MLB players that have their own signature shoe. I'm not into MLB shoes like that. I think most I of them get like colorways PEs, of, PEs, like, yeah. yeah, PEs and PEs, different yeah. like custom colorways and things like that. PEs. So, um, but uh, I'm hoping that the Jays can now that they're going to be home in the next week or so. Yeah. 
and they have a a crazy. They have four all stars, a very uh, you know pretty pretty packed lineup. So I hope I hope they can bring some some winning back to the city. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's a good answer. In, in, yeah. In terms of baseball, because we won the NBA championship two years ago, so that's pretty recent. You already know. Yeah. We're already good. Yeah, Phil doesn't want to get greedy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it has been like, what, 30 years, 25 years, uh, 30 years since we won the MLB chip. So mm-hmm. yeah. there you go. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, who has the best signature line without mm-hmm. a ring? And that could ben be... Simmons. <laughs> 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 that could be current. I guess we could even expand it into past. I know it's kind of like an infinite uh, box to open, but who has the best signature line? Best could be just longest tenure. It could be however you want to take it. Best could just be most iconic. Um, There's a couple easy answers. There's a couple not so easy answers. I'm. I kind of want to say CP3. Like, what number is he on now? (laughs) Fourteen. 15 a lot like, I don't even a lot. Lot, like he has yeah, more yeah. than kobe for sure and kobe went to like 11 officially i think right so like hmm. yeah like i think it's got to be CP- cp3 and like cp3 early days like again like right between the crossover uh sorry, like before the fine line became this is performance and this is casual cp3 had some bangers like the cp3 jordan or i don't even know what to call it cp3 three uh mardi gras like i wanted those so bad i saw when he was in new orleans i remember them so vividly um but yeah i'm gonna go with like cp3 man like he's oh, got man. a lot of fucking sneakers and he has no ring and <laughs> I, I i said earlier maybe jordan brand or nike doesn't necessarily care if they win i think they want cp3 to win they're like come on bro yeah. we gave you 19 signature shoes like at least give us one ring so we can put you somewhere in the nike beaverton offices like you're like right now you're just like Charles Barkley, like we'll re we'll retro <laughs> two two shoes a year for the rest of your life, and that's all you get. Um, let's. Uh, who's next? Joel. Who's next? Who is the best okay. signature athlete without a ring? I'm gonna say um, D Rose. Oh, Rose. wow! Damn, yeah, that's Forgotten. that's facts, bro. Um, but yeah, he did it up for the Knicks this year. Uh, played really well um, for them. And I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, D Rose. Let's see. D Rose is on the same level as Chris Paul for me, where it's like you want them to yeah. win so bad just because you feel bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not because you're necessarily a fan. You're just like, oh, he should get one too. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's a good answer. It would be sick if it was in Chicago, but that seems like, yeah, I don't know yeah. about that one. Um, Alvin, best signature athlete with a signature line who does not have a ring. Or I'm going to throw it back. I'm gonna throw it back. Uh, I'm gonna go Penny. Wait, did Penny have a ring? No. Right, Penny no, Hardaway. Oh, yeah, I'll go. Does. I'll go Penny Hardaway, man. He his signature, bro. Mm-hmm. The half cents, the foams, the fucking just. It's a great answer. Yeah. And like, man, when his shit retros, yeah. they usually fucking sell out. So I'm going Penny Hardaway. Yeah. He did not ever win a ring. I had to Google it. Thank you. I would have been. Uh, that would have been an EEE for sure. Yeah, I got torn apart. <laughs> Yo, dumbass, they, that motherfucker won one ring. Oh shit! See, here's the thing. This is what oh, this is what I'm gonna read the this Wikipedia line from for Penny Hardaway. This is what Jordan Brand does not want for Chris Paul, and what Adidas does not want for their shining star in Derrick Rose. Um, mm. This is for Penny Hardaway. Alongside Shaquille O'Neal, he led his team to the NBA Finals. He went to one NBA Finals. He led his team to the NBA Finals where they were swept by the Houston Rockets. That's all it says about Penny Hardaway <laughs> in terms of rings. That's not what you want. You don't want oh, Derek Derrick Rose dropped 50 one time. Like, yeah. You don't want that yeah. to be like his thing. Or like Chris Ooh. Paul, like they, they got, they won two games in the finals. Like, no, you need more than that for those yeah. kinds of players. Um, the Magic probably made it to the finals when Jordan retired yeah. and then he came back. I think that's what it was actually. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. they, um, that was it the was year, 94 was 95 that, yeah so it was it was the year that jordan he didn't really play he came back but he he played in the playoffs but he lost yeah that's yeah. when nick, nick nick anderson picked his pocket at the end of the game and they lost the series yeah 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 mm. yeah. yeah there Jeez. you go wow look at that basketball historian all right basketball historian best or favorite um, signature athlete to not have a ring i was gonna say initially gary payton 
because oh, the glove yes. and Zoom GP. However, he got a ring with Miami, which I mm-hmm. totally forgot when he went oh, to Miami. Yeah. I think it was 06 <laughs> with, Sha- with Shaq and Shit. Jason Williams and all that. Yeah. So my real answer is something that Lawrence said already, which is Charles Barkley. Yeah. Mm. Facts. So, I mean, you know, he obviously had uh, – he was – I think there was one point where it's like he might have been – right up there with Jordan in, in the eighties anyways, where it's like, these are the two side-by-side star athletes for Nike. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Barkley had a, a great line. Like, you know, we still see the CB 34, uh, retro often still sells mm-hmm. out, still resells. Um, so I, I think he has had a really super long, uh, shelf life and the longevity of his sneakers has been great considering he, Never won a championship. He's like the poster child for like greats that never won kind of deal, which you obviously Ooh. don't want to be on the poster of, but like, I mean, it's something, yeah. but yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good answer as well. Whew. Yeah. I found it weird to close it out that he picked Milwaukee to win the finals. Like whether you think that or not, you should be picking Phoenix, bro. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't believe on t- television, yeah. the last show of t- uh, NBA and TNT of the year, he said, I think Milwaukee's going to win. He was right. Yeah. But like, yeah. bro, how Phoenix probably, you're never allowed back there, bro. Like, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Jersey's burned and everything. Oh yeah, I know, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, they're not burning D book. Sorry, Charles Barkley, like they're burning yours. Um, <laughs> damn, good talks. I feel like that was deep. That was very good. I enjoyed that a lot, actually. Um, Phil, yeah. thank you for returning for uh, the umpteenth time. I'm sure you'll be back umpteenth more times, but uh, we appreciate your time yeah. as always. Thank you, guys. Always always a pleasure. Of course. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. And wherever you're listening, please leave a comment, review, follow, and or subscribe. Please make sure to check out CanadaGotSold.ca to shop the latest CGS merch. Peep the YouTube for our latest videos and check out CGS Talk on Facebook to chop it up with us. Do not forget to use hashtag CanadaGotSold on Instagram for a feature. It is up there. I checked the other day. It's like way up there. It's like 160,000 uses on Instagram or something. That's wild. Um, I have been Lawrence Hopkins, and you can find me at L Doggy Styles on Instagram. Woof. I'm Joel Hernandez. You can find me at Joe Dooney. J-O underscore D three O's N-E-Y. My name's Alvin Quincy, and you can find me at M-I-S-T-E-R-Q and then Mart. Phil, I thought you yes. were just going to do it automatically, man. I even gave <laughs> I you was. that hezzy. Damn. No, I was about to, and then you're you still talking, That makes you still the unofficial fourth member. Sorry, you didn't. No. I, <laughs> so close. I, I thought you were going to let me go, but then you started talking, so I, I got I got frazzled. All right, go ahead. I'll int- Phil, Phil, where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> you guys can find me at Soul Purpose, S O L E Purpose, or on the basketball court getting buckets oh, every single day. Buckets. Oh, that is his soul purpose. All right, thank <laughs> you for listening to us talk about sneakers for 175 episodes, and please remember to rock your kicks. This has been True to Size. We have been CGS and our unofficial fourth member soul purpose and we are out peace this close man so close yeah so close yeah. <laughs> you hit record right lawrence yes thanks for asking did that did that get recorded <laughs> that was a good episode if that was a good it, episode I'm, I'm going to bed <laughs> oh.